Hi, I'm Matt Pacilli with the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to our Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. This week, we're talking with Corey and Eric. These guys were both in my foursome during the VSGA one-day event at the Country Club of Petersburg. What felt special about that day and this conversation is that none of us knew each other going into the round, but four hours later could have sat and talked longer than we did, and we're already setting up the next time to play. To be honest, I, I brought the podcast gear with me, but wasn't sure if we'd actually have this conversation or not. But by the time we got to our 13th or 14th hole, I realized we sort of had to. They're both in different places in the game and with competition, which I think is part of what makes the community of our respective events so great. Anyway, here's my conversation with Corey and Eric. We're at the Country Club of Petersburg. We just wrapped the VSGA one day that was down here and had another great field. The one days have had great attendance so far this year and a great field. And I had the opportunity to play with Eric and Corey, who are both with me right now. Our fourth, Kyle, who was already on the podcast, has headed back to Richmond. But Eric and Corey, I am had a great time playing with you guys today. And the three of us, we do not know each other. We had the opportunity to play together today. And this is one of the things that I wanted to celebrate is that idea when you come to a setting of golf and you realize that by nature of being on a golf course, you're with someone else who is interested in golf. You have that common thread to which you can explore other things and things about one another. But Corey, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're from, things like that. Absolutely. So I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia, and I now live in Richmond. <clears throat> um, I work here. I've been with the Virginia Lottery for about nine years. Um, and I didn't really get into golf until after college. Okay. Um, and a lot of my buddies uh, were playing golf on the weekends, and I figured I had to start playing if I wanted to hang out with them on the weekends, and so that's why I got into it. And uh, now we're about eight years, nine years down the road, and it's a game that I love and happy to be out here. And, and uh, like you said, the, the common commonality of liking golf and meeting people and being able to enjoy this um, is a, a great opportunity. And your father plays golf, and he plays in he played in the VSGA Club Championship recently. Did you play with him growing up, or has he played his whole life? What's that journey been so, like? So he has, has been a life lifetime golfer, um, competitively, uh, and he also did some coaching okay. for a little while. Um, I think a season at UVA, he coached for UVA. He tried to get me into it at his younger age, but I think I was more uh, interested in you know basketball and soccer and a little bit more physical sports. Um, so he tried his best, but he, you know, let me do my own course. Uh -huh. But now we do spend a lot of time playing golf, and it's been a, a great, you know, bonding, relationship-building activity that we can really, you know, come together and play a lot together. When you came to the game eight or nine years ago in a, in a, in a way that was, you know, I'm going to pursue this, I'm going to do this more often so that I can be with my friends, what was that, what was that like? It was a learning curve. It was, uh, it was quickly trying to catch up to my friends that have been playing for years. Um, some of them I still am chasing and some of them I have passed. Um, but it's, yeah, it was, uh, I think the level of frustration in the beginning, if you can get over that hump, um, after you get over that level, then it's just kind of, that's when the love for the game sets in. And once you, you know, you get out there and you, you get a birdie or, you know, a, few, a string of pars, 
Um, once you hit that level, I think that's when you really fall in love with the game and you, you'll keep coming back every single time. And when you have that sort of aha shot that is, it's either good or it's bad, or but it's like, that's what I can I do. I think I had one of those today. Uh -huh. Yeah, that'll keep me coming back. So. Well, you've done well in, in growing in the game, I would say, for eight or nine years, and it's not to pass any judgment on however long it takes anybody, but you certainly have some skill and an athletic nature about yourself that I would say got you through or gets you through a lot of your golf. Um, have you played competitively? Tell me about that. So I have done uh, competitively with other people uh -huh. um, in different events, but this was the first time I played in an individual competition event. And so it kind of was a whole new, a whole new ball game for that. So there was definitely some nerves coming in um, last night thinking about what would the, the first competitive event be. Um, and so I think, you know, the first couple holes, there were still some, still some, uh, you know, unsure about how well I would do today and kind of everything like that. But once it kind of, we got out there a few holes in and a few swings in, it kind of, um, relaxed a little bit and, and enjoyed the competitive nature of it as well. Well, and you realized, I'm sure that you're good enough. And I think this is a thing with whatever we try to do, but related to golf, you're good enough to play in this type of thing you're good enough to play in other things and like we were talking about before we came on it gives you an opportunity playing in however you deem whatever you deem competition it gives you an opportunity to get a little bit of a report card as to what your game is and what you need to do to play better next time what were your takeaways from today yeah, absolutely agree with everything you just said um and it does give you kind of a good bearing of, of where your game is uh when you are actually in a setting where you know you're not you're, nobody's giving you any gimmies uh there's no mulligans off the fur there's no breakfast balls um but personally i see it as um you know a room for improvement you know i, I set this score today and it makes me excited to come back out to another event and do better, even if it's a couple strokes better. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to more events in the future. You don't have to tell us what the number is. Did you have a target score in mind for today? I did have a target score in mind today, and I'd say I was about four or five strokes over that. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, I can think back to the round where those shots could have uh, been gained and some small mistakes um, and some putts that I, you know, should have made. So not terribly... Uh, you know, you know, there's no terrible thoughts about today. I didn't, I don't think I did so terrible that I can't come back out and play golf again. Uh -huh. um, it's just leaving that uh, room for improvement out there that, uh, so about, I think about five strokes better, I would have been a lot happier. Okay. Okay. Now, Eric, I want to talk to you a little bit. You, you and I had, had messaged coming into this, but today was the, the, our first day meeting. I'm really fascinated by sort of the time off that you took but also how did you how did you get into the game um golf was brought to me through my brother my dad played some but um i'm the youngest of three boys and uh, my middle brother is one of the best golfers not just saying my brother that i ever saw and he got me into the game he went to college and played four years and was very successful won three national team championships and two at the division three level so when i was about 13 i was fascinated at watching him play the vsga junior golf events and um just coming here today it kind of all comes back to home this is where i grew up i worked in the clubhouse over there and bill bowles was the pro i hadn't played the course in five years but uh that's how i got involved in the game was through my family and watching him 
And, you know, today was the second competitive round that I've played in five years. I couldn't play golf for four due to my injuries, like mm -hmm. you were talking about. I had uh, two major knee surgeries on my left knee and one on my right. Was unable to even hit golf balls for four years. So to get back out and um, get that taste of it, and I was really considering giving the game up, Matt, because I knew if I wanted to play what it would take to get back. And fortunately, my better half, Amanda, has been wonderful. She wanted me to do this just as much as myself. And having that support and her even willing to go and put the time in, in the gym, knowing what it would take to even be able to try to do this again, I owe a lot to her. And I will never, ever forget what she's done and, and encouraged me to go about things the way that I've been able to, you know, come back into the game. Um, but I really enjoyed the group, first of all. Uh, yeah, the communication with you has been great. Um, and Corey, it was fun playing with him. He has nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, he we were talking, he plays three or four holes over again. I mean, it's a totally different outcome. Yeah. And um, just like golf is so funny, I mean, I, I made I didn't hit the ball great. I made eight or nine putts from 10 to 15 feet, and that's the whole game of golf. I mean, you, you know, you, you played well today, and, and that's where it is. It's just little things, and um, to be able to get that taste again is, is satisfying, and, and I'm anxious to see where it could possibly, you know, go. What level were you sort of playing to prior to your injury, and, and, and how do you sort of hold that in your mind when you're playing now? I, I would say that the thing that I enjoy so much about you is your appreciation for the atmosphere mm -hmm. and the experience, regardless of the outcome. Mm -hmm. But to the outcome point, how has your well, how has your experience changed from where you were five years ago before your injury to, to where you are now? I was probably a legit two five years ago before I got hurt. Um, my best friend in life and I played, well, I had two best friends. We played a lot of two-man tournaments, always competitive. I mean, when we teed it up, especially with him as my partner, I knew we were going to have a chance, especially in a two-day tournament. And I'm not quite there yet. I'm probably, I would say maybe 85% back. My biggest thing, I don't have my power back yet. Mm -hmm. I'm probably 90%, and it's more so the trust in my knees. But um, it's just the taste. The whole deal with me today, we start on at par three. If I don't make that 10-footer for par, I don't know what's going to happen. But as immediately, Ooh. as soon as I made that 10-footer for par, it kicked in my head, okay, you can do this. That's such a great point because Corey sort of had an unfortunate break where you hit the bank and the ball rolls back into the water. And all of a sudden, whatever nerves that you have are kind of compounded by that, which was not that bad of a shot. It was maybe a groove or two low on the club face. It hits this hill and it rolls back into the water. Mm -hmm. And now you're questioning, what have I, what have I done? Yeah. Why have I come to this? Whereas you make a 10-footer to save your par, mm -hmm. and you threw a fist, I think, yeah, I right did. there on the first hole, which and, um, was awesome. Dude, to have my second round to see that putt go in, it, that was huge. It, it really was. It, it set the tone. And, I mean, I know the greens, obviously, because I grew up here, and I, I enjoy playing here. If you hit it online, it's going to go in. You can't blame the greens here. And that was huge. Yeah, I did. I don't think I – I never made another gesture the rest of the day. But that one putt, I knew when I made that putt, okay, you can do this again. And it just kind of settled me into things. And I still had a couple bad holes, but – even when I had a few bad holes, I told Corey, okay, if I can just get one or two birdies coming to the house, everything's going to be okay. And I just 
set a target score for those five holes. Let's try to get through these one or two under. And I pulled it off. I got through 18 yeah. and salvaged it off. And and then I took a double on the last hole, which was really hard to taste. But, I mean, you know that having the fight and being able to make three birdies and stay in there was really huge today yeah. as far as confidence-wise. Well, and so we're at the Country Club of Petersburg, which will be the host of this year's VSGA Amateur. Uh, this is the 100th anniversary of the Country Club of Petersburg. Yeah. And the course was in very good shape for April. Mm -hmm. They're coming. The greens are coming back a little bit from aeration, but still ran very true. Very few bounces. Like you can tell they're in the home stretch of sort of, quote unquote, coming back from that. Uh, fairways were nice. Tee boxes were nice. Conditions are going to be very nice come the amateur um, when, when that comes up. You were talking about the enjoyment of the game. I um, yeah. I just like to touch on it. Uh, I told Corey before we even teed off on nine, I said, regardless of what happens today, I enjoy golf more than ever. And I truly do. Just um, to be able to get out and not have to work a day. Um, you know, he does the lottery, you do VSGA. So you guys kind of have your own business like I do. I have a landscaping and power washing business. And I set up golf, one 18 holes during the weekday. And then I do play a men's league nine holes at 530 at the mm -hmm. Highlands where I play out of. And it's just uh, the game to me, I cherish it. Like you said, more now than ever to be able to get back and, and just get out and enjoy it. And now that I've gotten back to the level where I can do this again, I, it's really exciting and I'm looking forward to where things could go this summer. What has golf meant to you during the pandemic? Been uh, a relief. It's been, a, a, it really, to be honest with you, was a blessing in disguise for me because I was still working, but I was to the point where I wasn't just hitting chip shots anymore. I could work on my game and I was noticing how many people were coming back into golf like me, not through injury, but just, you know, through COVID. And then the new golfers, the game is probably right now as strong as it's been in 10 years from what I can mm -hmm. see. So yeah, it's been huge. Just, just seeing that gets me energized, uh, you know, to see people come to the game and to see people enjoy the game. So yeah, it's been very beneficial. Yeah. Will you pass that to Corey for a second? Because Corey, for the people who have, I would say of the three of us, you're the, even though you're nine years in sort of most recently new to the game, have you seen your friends who are now needing to keep up with you come to the game as, as a way to keep up with you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, and just to add to the, the, the pandemic um, conversation, it's like you said, it's been a relief and it's been a, it's been a nice escape as whereas a lot of times people have hobbies that were taken away. Right. That you were not able to do that. And I think a lot of people kind of disconnected. Um, you see a lot of people who haven't seen or spoken with their friends in, in months, maybe over a year. Mm -hmm. um, but during this time where, you know, some golf courses were open, um, you were able to get out there and enjoy that time with your friends and stay connected, um, which is such an important thing. You know, as you're going through, as people are losing their work, you know, people are losing um, just enjoyment of life. Uh, golf just pr presents this opportunity to, to be outside in a safe environment um, and enjoy that. So it, for me, it helped me tremendously just being connected with my friends and with those people not losing touch with those people and get out here and do something that we all enjoy outside. Yeah, I mean, how much you, you realize this when you see someone who maybe you haven't seen for a while, whether it's during the pandemic, but how much you talk about the pandemic. And when you get to go play golf, you don't have to. And what golf now is, I'm finding, is 
when we come to golf, a golf setting during the pandemic, it's like we're all we've all experienced the same pandemic, probably differently, but we've all experienced it. Now we're here for golf. We've all made this choice to now come here for golf. Why would we not be friends? Why would we not explore what we have in common, which is golf or things other than that, and have a great time? And it's to me now golf during the pandemic has sort of lowered that barrier to entry to sort of friendship with other golfers. Exactly. And I think just golf in general. I mean, I've met so many people and, uh, you know, some of my closest friends to this day um, has been built on golf. Um, people who I probably may have never met or spent time with, um, you know, now I call some of my best friends just through golf from being out there and, and meeting them and playing on a consistent basis. And like you said, that, that common that common love for the game um, is just such an easy, you know, way to bridge, uh, you know, where there could have been a gap and, and you know, with, if it hadn't been for golf. So um, speaks volumes to, to what the game can do, just not only for on a personal level, um, as you go out there and you fight those battles on the golf course, right. um, but also on a, you know, at a multi different personal level as, as you meet people, as I, you know, met everybody in my foursome today and hopefully, you know, we can get out there again and play together sometimes. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that I love about, about these events is that you can make of it what you want to, if you want to, if you want to lace up your shoes tight and you want to, you know, play in a tournament and try to win, you can do that. There's that environment and there's that the, the, some of those types of players. And then there's also the groups who are happy to play a new course for fifty nine dollars, play with their same foursome and sort of work that into the routine. We had the opportunity after the round to talk to some guys about their VIP card and where they're going to go play next. And that's fantastic to hear but there's you know there is a, a rotation and a tour of of groups who play in vsga one day events and go and go to different places you guys i had such a great time with you today thank you so much for taking the time to to join me with this conversation and i realize it's tough to do after a round <laughs> when maybe the round didn't go your way or you didn't finish on the hole uh finish the hole the way that you wanted um but and especially for the couple of us going back to richmond but thank you so much i've really enjoyed this experience and getting to know the both of you and hopefully we get to play again soon so thank you so much absolutely and thank you guys thank you for the vsga for putting this on and the, the country club of petersburg for a beautiful day of course it was in amazing conditions so. and the sweet tea here is i think we need to get sweet tea because that's what i've heard is all the rage so that's where we're heading all right guys thank you so much thanks for listening to this week's episode of golf in the commonwealth and big thanks to Corey and eric I hope you'll take a second and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and please rate us and leave a review. Obviously, VSGA championship and event season is upon us and you know by now you need an active handicap index to play in VSGA events. So remember to visit your VSGA member club to renew your VSGA membership for 2021 or visit VSGA.org and renew online. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the fairway soon.